Hey everyone, I'm doing another podcast. And uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was very serious. You know, I'm sure you've all heard about it. And um, I'm, of course, talking about Godzilla vs. King Kong. I was lucky enough, I was fortunate enough to have someone give me their HBO Max account. So I have seen it now. You know, I was very excited about it just from the beginning. But, like, it, I knew it was going to be one of those things where there's no way they're actually going to have, like, just Godzilla versus King Kong. And, like, one of them has to die. Like, you knew that was never going to happen. But, like, you still got excited for it. I still got excited for it, at least. And, um, you know, I, I kind of suspected what was going to happen. And, you know, if you haven't watched it, I'm going to put it in the description where I just talk about it and where I stop talking about it. So, firstly, I'll just say this. I think it was an 8 out of 10 movie that could have been a 9 out of 10 probably if it was 20 to 30 minutes shorter. Because when I watched it, I skipped a lot of the... The conspiracy theory podcast part with like Millie Bobby Brown, I think that's her name, and like the um, paperboy from Atlanta. Is it paperboy? Is that his name? Fuck. Let me just look up his name real quick. Let me get his actual name. Is it paperboy? Is that his nickname in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is paperboy. It's um. Brian Tyree Henry, he's the one that plays, uh, what's the name in the Godzilla King Kong movie? He plays Bernie Hayes in it. Yeah, so he he's a guy that, like, has a lot of conspiracy theories and it happens to be right and, you know, they get stuck. Like, the whole, the whole thing, I just didn't find it that interesting. I didn't think, like, they definitely needed another storyline just to make it, actually, I don't know if they did. Because the movie ended up being like two and a half hours. Let me just look this up again. It ended up being, let's see. I'm going to say two and a half. It was a hundred. Okay, yeah, so they probably didn't need it. So it ended up being 113 minutes. But actually, no. I think I think if they made it just 90 minutes, I don't think people would have minded that, right? Like, I don't. I don't maybe even like 80 minutes because I did not care for any of that at all. They could have made it much they could have made their scenes much smaller. Uh but I I'll, I'll say this. So they fought in my opinion three times. And technically technically Godzilla won in my opinion two out of the three but i'm gonna say it's a tie one one because the first time i'm just gonna be honest godzilla was a fucking hoe for attacking king kong while he's chained up and on water i just think that was a dick move i don't think that's fair you know that's like you know your enemy if you have an enemy i don't know if people actually have like real enemies or anything but it's like your enemy just like attacked you while you're at like brunch with your girl or something like that's not cool. Like, what are you doing? So, I didn't, so like, Godzilla won that one, but I'm going to say it was a tie.
I, no, I'm not going to say the time. I'm just going to say it doesn't even count. And then the two other times it fell was the in Hong Kong, which is also like, you know, I guess like a Hong Kong thing, but like you didn't have to make it Hong Kong. Like, I'm sure like they're tired of, you know, people destroying their city. Also, New York. You didn't. Need, you don't need New York anymore either. Like, let's stop destroying New York, and Los Angeles. Like, we, we don't have to destroy. Let's go destroy, like Texas or something. Texas would give them a lot more space too. Like, it's fucking humongous, and it's like a lot of open space. So you're not destroying cities. And uh, yeah, so they fought in Hong Kong, and I would say they fought twice in Hong Kong. I'm not counting it as just one fight. And I think King Kong won the first one after he got like the axe. And he charged it up and he just beat the shit out of Godzilla with it. And then Godzilla was like, actually, I'm not finished here yet. I still got some work to do. And then he fucking like went full MMA on his ass. And he was like pulling out real moves. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? Um, and then like, he stopped, he, okay, if you want to say even if like the first fight didn't count when he got him on water and while Kong was chained up, you might have an argument where it's like, yeah, Kong won the first fight in Hong Kong, but the way King Kong, the way Godzilla won the second one, you could say gives him the win because he beat the shit out of King Kong. He was fucking tearing his ass apart. He like he stopped his fucking heart. Like they had to put like a like a big ass blast just to restart his heart. And then like the whole thing with like the Mecha Godzilla thing that was cool. I I did. I didn't mind it. Like, I knew, like I said, I knew it wasn't going to be, like, a one-on-one type thing where, you know, we get a definite definite winner at the end. So I knew there was going to be something else, and they got, like, the Mecha Godzilla. And, you know, I had a tear going in my eyes when I saw Godzilla and King Kong working together. You know, when Godzilla finally got... Because Godzilla was, like, I guess he was exhausted from fighting Kong, so he didn't have the his nuclear blast type shit but then at like the last minute he got it and like he charged up King Kong's axe and King Kong just he he fucking went ham again I feel like he's the star of the whole thing cause like you know he saved everyone on the ships and then he saved Hong Kong kind of and then he saved Godzilla from the Mega Godzilla. so like I feel like he's the star and it was a really good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it, though, because I was able to, like, skip around. I don't think I would have enjoyed it, really, if I was in a movie theater and I had to, like, sit through all of the Millie Bobby Brown and uh, Brian Tyree... Shit, what's his name again? I was pretty close, though. Brian... Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry pretty close yeah but so if i was in like the theater and i had to sit through all of it i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much but the fact that i could just skip around and make a nearly two hour movie into an hour an hour and ten you know i think that that helped with it i would give it a eight out of ten it was solid all right so let's talk about the next thing and I wanted to talk about Kevin Durant and the Michael Rappaport thing. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. And, like, the timeline of this is, like, Katie and Michael were, like, 
kind of sort of friends but not really like they were they, they just exchanged back and forth like dms about hey you know how do you deal with you know these people you know i want to shame like i think michael rapper does something where like he shames his dm messages where like people are saying rude things to him so katie was like you know i want to do that too i want to put these people on blast so they they became like friendly from that and then michael said something about katie and katie just went off and you know the it's it's been so interesting seeing people react to it because i've seen so many people talk about like michael rapper should have never released those dms that's in private i'm like yo are you guys fucking insane the shit katie was like i thought it was like some photoshop shit i could not believe some of the shit katie was saying in there like that katie sounded like a like a 13 year old white boy on xbox in 2009 like that's the type of shit he was saying he was like you know you cocksucker like who who even says cocksucker like who who says cocksucker now i feel like only like british people say cocksucker and uh you know he called him like a bitch ass pussy i think that's what he said he called he called him a piece of shit he said he's gonna spit on his face like multiple times and like spitting on someone is like the height of disrespect i feel like i've heard many older people say you know someone spits on you like you have the right to like fucking go kill them and katie was like casually saying you know i'm gonna spit on you when i see you and it's like yo why are you this upset like i don't understand and people were talking about he should have never exposed this are you guys fucking dumb why would i not expose this kevin durant talking about he's gonna kick my ass when he sees me he's gonna spit on my face why would i not expose this and like and other people being like oh you should just block it and it's like if we if we have like a regular ass conversation and then we're just going back and forth you know it's not it's not totally friendly but it's kind of friendly and then out of nowhere, Katie just starts, like, I'm not expecting Katie to just be like, I'm going to spit on your face, you piece of shit, and all that stuff. Like, that's not something you're expecting. And then it just happened. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I thought that was kind of strange. And I think Katie's a fucking loser. I'm not even going to be honest. Like, I love, I love his game. I'm a big fan of his game. But, like, okay, wait, hold up. I don't think Katie is a loser. I think this was some loser shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think this was just some loser shit, and I don't respect it at all. And then he, then when he apologized, he was like, you know, that's not that's not who I am. And I'm like, yo, this was you like three months ago. What do you mean this isn't who you are? This is you. This wasn't like some, you know, seven like sixteen year old kid who like gets drafted, and then people go search up his like Twitter history or whatever. This was you, three months ago. You're thirty three fucking years old. And I don't think I the comments have turned into like a dialogue about you know misogynistic and homophobic and I don't think that's how he intended it. Like it's it's very hard to talk about because it's not really about the intention. It's about the words and what they mean. And you know you can talk about like that's not what I meant from it, and you're probably right. And I don't think it went to that level where he was being homophobic and misogynistic but like you look at some of the language and what he was talking about it was definitely it's it's more so about that language being normalized 
And I think that's what the problem is. Like, you're still using that type of language as an insult. Firstly, that tells me you're a loser. Not, fuck, not, not you're a loser, but you're acting like a loser. And secondly, you're not good at roasting people. And I feel like Katie is good at roasting people, which is what's so dumb about this. Because, like, you're good at roasting people, but then you're, you know, using misogynistic and homophobic, you know, ways to do it. And I can't respect that. Like, you know, that just shows me that you're not that creative and um yeah this whole situation was just so dumb like i i'm really not understanding the people talking about like why would you expose like i don't i didn't see any problem with that at all you know if you didn't like the block like people talking about like he should have blocked him maybe i don't i still don't i still don't see an issue with what rapaport did there you know posting them because like that was so weird from Kevin Durant and I don't understand why he does stuff like that why he's always like on social media just looking for a fight you know he's like a top two player top two three player in the league I think he's top two I think he's the second best player in the league and he's gonna go down as a top you know 10 to 15 player all time and this is the type of shit he's doing like I don't it's very strange that's all I'm gonna say Kevin Durant is a very strange person all right, the next thing I want to talk about is Marc Gasol and the Lakers. You know, the Lakers got Andre Drummond, who, like, I guess they promised they promised him a starting spot in, like, 28 to 30 minutes a night. I think from the report I saw, it was 30-plus minutes a night, which is fucking insane. But, like, I, I actually don't think he would be that bad on that team with you know, Vogel as the defensive coach he is. Like, Vogel is, like, a fucking tremendous defensive coach. So I do think he could get real value out of Drummond. But I never understood why Drummond wanted to go on the Lakers. I guess I guess I do understand it because they promised him, like, that starting spot. And I'm not sure I would rather have Drummond. It didn't make sense because they had Marcus All, and then they had Harrell, and then in the playoffs, AD is going to play a lot of center. So I was like, why would Drummond even want to go there? So now he's there and they have a logjam at center. You know, it's Drummond, Mark, and Harold. And Mark's probably not going to get that many minutes. Uh, Harold's still going to get minutes with the bench unit because like, they need scoring punch off there. So he's going to do that. And Mark's kind of like left out of it. And the situation is that, you know, Mark, I don't think he's happy with it. And I could understand why, like, I think I think it would have been it would have been fine if it was just like Drummond and Mark, but since it's Drummond, Mark and Harold, now it's now it's a little different. And I think I would I think if you're talking about a fully healthy Lakers, I would rather have Mark in there than Drummond, and I would rather have Drummond in there instead of Harold. But if you're talking about a non-healthy Lakers team, I think Drummond probably helps you more winning games just because I think he can single-handedly win win you a game with his rebounding. Like He can just go out there, get 20, 20 and 20, and just like single-handedly win you a game. I think Mark is a better player when there is a full team construct out there. So I think, I think that's my opinion on just the two players that's like separate. And, uh, you know, the, the the talk is that, you know, they might just waive. Not not that they might waive 
mark like that mark might want want to be waived and i think that would be a terrible decision by the lakers like i think mark is someone that's going to help you in the playoffs a lot and i think if vogel is the coach that he is and if he sees that drummond is struggling i think he will pull him and i think he will put mark in there or like none of the centers are playing and just ad's at center if ad like gets back in time which hopefully he does it would be it'd be really terrible seeing you know anthony davis not playing in the playoffs um but yeah like you can't you can't waive him also i think he's on a two-year contract and i don't think drummond's gonna be coming back there even if he does good so it's like mark you're still gonna be there next year and uh like if you release him can you imagine like the teams that can get him and like be useful with him that i would there is zero chance that i'm waving him like he could go back he could go to like the nuggets he could go to the clippers you know he could go to the suns he could go to utah actually no he probably can't like he could go to utah but i don't think he would he wouldn't get minutes there either he could go to the mill to the bucks like they need a backup center or like even a starting one actually i think i would ra- uh, yeah they wouldn't start mark over brook but i would rather have mark over brook um he could also go to the nets if he wanted to you know he could go to not the 76 if they have enough centers but like, he could go like, he could go to the heat the heat need backup center play so like it's just a lot of teams that could use him and you don't want him going to a team like that like you know, a team that you might have to face down the stretch. Like, Mark is going... Mark is a good player still, even if he's not, like, the old Mark. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's a strange situation. But I do think... I don't. I just don't think you can, like, get rid of Mark. I think he's, he's going to be very valuable in the playoffs if you have to face, like, a Jokic, you know, an Embiid. And I just don't think Drummond has the ability to do that. But like I, like I said, I think Vogel is a really good coach. And I think he's going to get a lot more defensively out of Drummond. Because Drummond does have like a lot of athletic, you know, size. He's, he's athletic and he's got size. And I think he's got good hands. So I do think Vogel's going to put him in good positions. Also, if you think about LeBron, AD, um, Drummond, and then you think about like the starting lineup of Schroeder and KCP, that's a lot. That's not that's not a good shooting lineup at all. Like the the best shooter out there is probably KCP, who hasn't shot it really well in a long time now. He started off the season really hot, and he's just been cold ever since. Dennis hasn't shot it well. Like that OKC, you know, thirty eight percent from three season. From last just last season seems like a fluke, seems like the outlier. Uh, he's a good mid range shooter though, and KCP like he he's fine. He just doesn't take that many. I think he should probably be taking more threes. And uh, LeBron's like a LeBron's been a good three point shooter for like the last seven, eight, nine years now. Uh, even if you think even if like his percentage is only like thirty six percent, thirty six and a half percent like the last eight nine years. But he like he doesn't take league average shots, so like you can't apply league average to him. Like league average is thirty six percent, thirty five percent on like eighty percent assisted. LeBron only gets assisted on like forty 
45%, 50% of his threes. So he's taking much tougher threes because, you know, he's like a superstar. Um, and league average gets weighed a ton by, you know, the catch-and-shoot type players. So, like, you, and 80 is not a good shooter, and obviously, was an 80, yeah, 80 is not a good shooter. He's a good free-throw shooter, but, like, he's not a good three-point shooter, and his mid-range, he just takes a lot, so it looks like he's a good mid-range shooter, but he's really not. And Drummond, he can't shoot at all. So, like, you're going to need Mark because he can stretch the floor even if it's even if he's not a great three-point shooter himself. But, like, your floor is just way more stretched that way. Um, so, yeah, like, you can't tri- you can't wave Mark at all. Like, you would keep him and, like, you know, just let him know, like, you're going to play in the playoffs. And, like, you know, you're, you're here for another year. You, you're going to start again next season. Um, hopefully, if everything goes right. And lastly, I wanted to talk about just how well the Nuggets look. You know, they got, what's the name, Aaron Gordon, and they've just been, they look so fucking humongous, honestly. You know, you got Murray, who's like 6'4", Barnes 6'5", which you're like, yeah, they're average. And then you got fucking Michael Porter, 6'10", you know, Aaron Gordon, 6'9". You got Jokic, who's like 7'6", or something. Uh, he's like 7 feet. But that front line is just so big, and they're so athletic now. Like, Porter, he, he's got... I don't know if he's, like, the fastest person or the quickest, but he's athletic in terms of verticality. I do think he's fast. I just don't think his acceleration and D acceleration is that quick. And Aaron Gordon, he's just a freak athlete. So you got those two guys on the wing being big. And Barnes kind of athletic. I think he's lost some athleticism, but he's still a fine athlete. Murray's good, and Jokic is athletic in his own way. And, uh, you know, I think they've been undefeated since they got him. And they just look fucking awesome out there. You know, Murray, I looked this up, and I knew he was on, like, a hot streak. I just didn't know how long. It's been 25 fucking games now. He's been killing it. In his last 25 games, he's averaging 24 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Shooting, I think it was 51, 45, 93. A .6402 shooting, which is, like, Steph Curry level. And Jokic is obviously Jokic. You know, he's been... He's the MVP so far. And I I think... It's not even so far. I just think he's going to flat out win it. Especially with, you know, James Harden getting dinged up. He missed a couple games and he got injured again. He... Yeah, he got injured again today. So I think he's probably out of it. Embiid's missed too many games. LeBron's missed too many games. Kawhi, Dane, like those guys... Like, they've been really good, but they just haven't been Jokic level. And then, like, the Nuggets also have Michael Porter Jr. who's shooting, like, 45% from three for the season. And then he's he's an excellent cutter. He, he finishes strong at the rim. You know, he's a good mid-range shooter. And, you know, he's come alive in, like, the last 10 to 15 games, too. Like, I think it was either 15 or the last 10 games where he's averaging 20 and 9. So, like, now you got Jokic, the MVP, averaging 25 a game. You got Murray averaging 25. You got Michael Porter Jr. giving you 20, anywhere from 18 to 25 a night. You got Gordon pitching in with 15 a night. Like, that's a tough out. I just think, I still think defensively they're one piece away. Like, if Barton was a better defender, I think now you really have something. Because right now all they have is Murray, okay defender, decent, solid defender. 
Barn, a slightly above average defender. Michael Porter Jr., okay. You know, Aaron Gordon, good. Jokic, okay. Like, that's just too much okay. I think if you had okay, good, okay, good, okay, now that's now that's something. You know, and I don't think Barnes' skills are necessarily needed there as much. So, like, even if, like, you know, Barnes a better player than someone who's strictly a three and D player. I think you. I think that the team itself would be better because you know you already have you're already running the offense through Jokic and Murray, and now Aaron Gordon can handle it, and you know next year for sure. Michael Porter Jr., he's going to be handling it a lot more as well. So Barton's ability to handle the ball and play make and, like, be a scorer with the ball, like, it's not needed as much because I already – why would I need Barton to do all that when I already have Jokic and Murray and Gordon and Michael Porter Jr.? So, like, I think they would be better served off, like, if – like, I don't want to go prime, you know, Walt Frazier if they had him. But, like, if you just look around the league, if they had someone like a Danny Green, I think they would be better off there then. Um, like a Lou Dort, you know, I think. Um, although Lou Dort, like, he started off the season hot from three. He's really cooled down since then. You know, uh, someone like Avery Bradley. So, although if I'm being honest, I'm not sure... I think I would still want more size out there. Like I don't I don't think I would want like a a small, really good three and D player. I think I would still want like a six six, six seven, six eight type of wing good defender out there. And I think what their hope should be or will be is that PJ PJ Dozier Dozier can turn into that guy because he looks to be a he he's a he's physically he's like six seven. I think he's got some potential there. To become a good defender, and if you look at the way he plays, like he can handle a little bit, so he might be someone that can, like, handle the ball a little bit. You know, set up the offense. You know, get it to your main guys, and still be like that three and D presence that you need, like a good three and D. I think Barnes just an okay three and D. But yeah, like the Nuggets are super fun to watch. I I really like watching them. You know, I, I I'm not sure I caught as many games of them early on like I would watch their highlights later because Jokic was going insane but now I like actually watch full Nuggets games and like truly enjoy them and I do think like the the West is so tough so it's hard for me to say like I <laughs> the West is so tough I could I could legitimately just see them losing in the first round and I could also see them going to the finals like that's how tough the West is you know right now they have their yeah so if the playoffs started right now, they would have the Lakers in the first round. I'm I'm sorry, I'm picking the Lakers. Um so you know, I think what they should hope for is uh do they have the same win? Yeah, they have the same losses as the Clippers who are the third seed. If I'm them, I'm trying to get up to that third seed. Because I I think hold on, let me look at this real quick. Okay, so I think what's going to happen with LeBron out still another two weeks, I think. Probably two weeks. I think the Lakers are going to fall to seven. And I think Dallas is going to get up into that top six. So if I'm dumb, 
I'm getting into whatever spot I can get into where I can where I can either face Portland or Dallas. Even though Dallas is gonna even though both those teams are tough, I'm not trying to play but I'm not trying to play the Lakers, you know what I mean? Like and I think this year the number one seed is so valuable because if you look at it it's like if you're Utah you're either gonna face uh Sacramento Pelicans Warriors who fucking suck Spurs or the Grizzlies so like the first round is super valuable second seed you might face the Lakers third seed you might face you know Dallas you know the Clippers are facing Dallas and I think Dallas has like real like I don't think Dallas is afraid of the Clippers at all you know Luka is not afraid of Kawhi and PG he's fucking dominated against them you know ever since his rookie year I think if I'm not mistaken I think he might have struggled Actually, no. He struggled a little bit last year against them. I do remember that. And then the playoffs happened, and people were like, ah, you know, this might not be, like, the best matchup. You know, they got Kawhi and PG to put on Luka, and, you know, Marcus Morris is a good defender. And then Luka was like, actually, I don't care. I'm I'm just better than you guys. Um, So I don't think... The, I don't think... That, that, what my point is, just the West is fucking tough. Aside from, like... Aside from the one seed, every every ma- every first round matchup is going to be tough. You're going to be looking at it going, oh my god, the Clippers got knocked down the first round. Wow, the the Phoenix Suns who were on like a sixty game win pace got knocked out in the first round. How? So it's going to be like that. And um, you know, if I'm Denver, I'm trying to avoid the Lakers. I think I think that's the only team that, if I'm a Nuggets fan, I would be like, I don't want to face them. Everyone else, I'm pretty comfortable facing like the jazz you know the denver nuggets have owned the jazz pretty much the suns are cool i just i think i just think the nuggets are better they can beat the clippers they already have portland they can beat them dallas they can beat them so you know i'm avoiding the lakers and that's it that being said though they're a fun team to watch and i do think they have a chance to like truly win the championship because Michael Porter Jr. is only getting better. Aaron Gordon is like a great fourth option. And I think with Jokic, Murray, Porter, you have like 70 points right there. You have 70 points in three players. So like everyone else just has to like kind of chip in. And you know, Jokic is going to make sure they chip in. Like he's going to find every single open person just for a layup or whatever. So, yeah, I think they're a legit contender. I think they're one of, like, you know, Nets, 76ers, Bucks, Lakers. I'm going to be honest. I don't trust any of the other West teams that much. Like, I respect them, but I don't really trust the Jazz. I don't really trust the Clippers. I don't trust the Suns. I don't trust the Portland Blazers. I don't trust, you know, Dallas. You know, but I, I, I do trust this team I, because I've seen them go to the Western Conference Finals. I've seen Jokic become a monster in the playoffs. You know, in the playoffs, he plays like in previous years, he's played like what he has throughout the regular season this year. So I'm, I'm thinking in the, in the playoffs, he might just take it up another level. And even if he doesn't, you're still talking about if he just stays as a regular set, you're still talking about an MVP player. So it's even if he doesn't go up another level, it's fine. 
But I do think he's just going to be playing more minutes and his numbers are going to be more absurd. And then, then we've seen with uh, uh, Murray, you know, he takes it up another level too. So you got it's an MVP player, you got an, another star. And Michael Porter Jr., he hit some big shots last year. You know, against the Clippers, there was a close game, a minute left. You know, he got the ball and just pulled up for a three cash. You know, that was a big-ass shot. So, like, he's only gotten better since then. And uh, Aaron Gordon, like, he hasn't been in the playoffs that much, but he's got some experience. So I do think I trust this team the most from the West. After the Lakers, of course. After a healthy Lakers. Um, So, yeah, I think this would be... I think it's a real... I think this is... They're in the top one tier. You know, I think the Clippers in Utah, the Suns, they're probably in like a 1.5 tier. And I don't think I'm being too crazy with that. I don't. I really don't think I'm being too crazy with that. And I think that might be it for today. Let me look at my notes. Uh, let me get Godzilla vs. King Kong out of here. Oh, did you guys know Wendy's got... I'm definitely not being promoted to say this. But I was... Uh, my little brother, like, once a week, he, he likes the Wendy's fries a lot. So we were going... So I, I went I went with him to get some today. You know, he usually gets the fries and, like, the strawberry lemonade. You know, we... It's... Like, it's fucking humongous. So, like, I usually just get him a small and it ends up looking like a large. So we usually get that. But today I was like, hey, you know what? Get a Frosty. And, you know, I asked him and he finally... He doesn't like he doesn't like trying new things at all. You know, whenever whenever I'm like, hey, you know, we can go to Burger King and get their fries. You know, you can try them. He's like, no, Wendy's, and Wendy's only. So, I I finally got him to be like, okay, how about instead of the lemonade, get a get a frosty. So he's like, okay, do they have vanilla? So I I knew they didn't, but you know, he was like, asked them. So I asked the guy. I'm like, hey, do you guys have vanilla? Uh, Frosty's like, no. So then I'm just like, okay, I'll get one Frosty. And he goes, chocolate or strawberry? I'm like, wait, what did you just say? And I was like, strawberry? I, re- I really thought I had just, you know, misheard him. And uh, my like, my little brother, like, like I said, he doesn't like change. So, he, so even, like, he likes strawberry a lot. He was like, no, I, I've already tried the chocolate one. I like it. So I don't want to get the strawberry one because I, if I don't like it, you know, I'm not going to eat it. So, you know, we still got the chocolate one, but I'm definitely going to try the strawberry one next time I go. And, you know, as we were driving away, we saw that it was a, it was like a poster on like one of the windows and it said limited time. So, yeah, it's limited time. I don't want to miss it just because I know whenever they do the tropical berry, I've always missed it, like, every single time. So, you know, I just want to try the strawberry one. I'm going to report back. I know this is important stuff. And you know what? I'm going to... I don't know. I don't. I honestly have no idea how many people listen to this. So, But I'm still going to put my email in the description box. I'm going to stay right now. You know, just... You know, if you have anything you want to ask or say or whatever... Um, you know, tell me about how, like, you know, if you already tried the strawberry, um, frosty, you know, if you want to give me a heads up, um, you know, you can email me about it at Sean, S-H-A-N, 001, at 
my m y dot york u y o r k u dot c a. That's the university I go to. So you know, if you have any questions, you know, about basketball or whatever, you know, you can email me over there, and I'll try getting to them. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm honestly not sure how many people listen to this. If people listen to it at all, I just do it because I've always wanted to just talk about basketball, and I'm enjoying it. And also, I'm very bored at work, and I don't do anything at work most of the time, anyways. So I just have a lot of free time, and I love basketball. And I like talking about it. So you know, if you want to talk to me about it and like email me things that are interesting or you know things you find. Um, if things you might want to hear me talk about, just email me at sean zero zero one at my dot dot c m. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. I got so many theories and suspicions. I'm diagnosed with real nigga conditions. Today is the day I follow my intuition. Keep the family close. Get money for bitches. I double parked the Austin in the red. My mama told me that I'ma work myself to death. My girl told me don't let these hoes get in my head. My world been ecstatic. I checked the signal that red buzzing. Radars is buzzing. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Buzzing Radar is buzzing